Heralds of Hope Incorporated presents Hope for Today. Now, here is Dr. J. Otis Yoder with Hope for Today. Hello, friend. I have a few words for you before Dr. Yoder comes with today's message. If you were listening last week, you know today's program will be the second part of the message entitled, The Ministry of the Spirit. Last week, we aired part one of this message, and today you'll hear the concluding part. For review, we'll begin at the second point in the outline. Dr. Yoder? Without the Spirit, no one can truthfully say, Jesus is Lord, implied is, Jesus is my Lord. Now those verses show us the essentiality of the Spirit. Next, let us consider the centrality of the Spirit in verses 4 to 7. I want you to notice carefully how many times the Apostle talks about the same, the same, the same. He says there are differences of gifts. The word there is spiritual gifts. We get our word charismatic from that word. Now, I have often asked the question, Is the gift a natural endowment received at birth, or is it a special endowment? I would say it is very obvious that some have naturally what others cannot develop. I have a fine artist friend. He can paint pictures that I can't paint. He has native natural ability. I do not have it. I question whether the Holy Spirit would give it to me because I do not have that ability naturally. I want you to notice there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit enabling one is the same Spirit enabling the various gifts to be exercised. Well, listen to Acts 1.8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. That is the enabling. I believe it is very clear here that these spiritual gifts are spiritual endowments that the Holy Spirit brings. He is the actor in the endowment. There are differences of administration, but the same Lord administrations. Now, this is a different word from the previous verse, gifts. This is a word for service, diakonos. Our word deacon comes from that word. And according to the instructions in the pastoral epistles that the Apostle Paul wrote, deacons are service-oriented, not lordships. They are not CEOs. They are persons who serve very carefully. So the word administrations gives us a little the wrong impression of this. I want you to notice now that the scripture says, but the same Lord. The word Lord is very important here because it is the Greek word kyrios, director. Oh, years ago when I was just a young person, I heard a speaker say, either Jesus is Lord of all, or he is not Lord at all. So, Every service is under the Lord. Every operation, every administration is under the Lord. There are many different services, but the same Lord. Do you see the centrality of the Spirit? Then he says there are differences of 
or diversities of operations, but it is the same God who worketh all in all. Operations, energies, workings, energizings. We get our word energy from this Greek word. The same God working in all who energizes every operation. No diversity in purpose or meaning. The same God is working. The central purpose is clearly defined in verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit. You see, I'm talking about the centrality of the Spirit. How he is there working, whether it be differences of gift, differences of services, differences of energies or workings, it is the same God. The same God is working. The central purpose is mutual profit for the community of believers. Here we have the three persons of the Trinity working together. They are given in this order. The Spirit, the Lord, and God. Very clearly, there's no division in their operations. They all work together for the profit of the believing community. Now let us go to the third and consider the vitality of the Spirit in verses 8 to 11. I've tried to understand the Apostles' presentation here, and I have broken it down into three different areas. First is the area of the mind. To one is given the word of wisdom. That is a very interesting word. It is a word very popular in the days of the Apostle Paul through the group that was known as the Gnostics. The Gnostics were Sophia worshippers, the wisdom worshippers. But wisdom in its truest sense means a clear understanding and skill in the defense and application of divine truth as revealed in the Bible. This gift is highly necessary. We need it. Need it now perhaps more than ever. Secondly, then, is the word of knowledge. This is a different word. It is the word that comes to us based on experience, gnosos, acquired knowledge. We're made that way. We can acquire knowledge. We can improve our understanding. It is a deeper, more perfect, and enlarged grasp of Christian faith with the ability to teach others. Knowledge for its own sake is worthless. In other words, we should be interested in improving our knowledge, how we can help others and ourselves, for that matter. So you have the area of the mind in wisdom and knowledge. And then the area of the spirit, to another's given faith. Here, faith is a gift. I believe a special kind of faith, because Romans 12.3 tells us we all have a measure of faith. Here is exactly the way the verse reads. I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. To think soberly, that means sanely, rationally, purposefully, because God has dealt to everybody a measure of faith. In other words, we have the capacity to believe. Here in 1 Corinthians 12, I believe the apostle speaks about a special measure of faith, a special help of faith. Our humanity includes the ability of the exercise of faith. Some have more, 
some have less. Then he says to another, healings as a special gift. We have had certain ones who became famous by their supposed gift of healing. Can God entrust a human being with this gift? That is a good question for us to ponder. Because it seems like if anyone has any ability in this area, then he begins to advertise himself. Big banners. Come to this healing campaign. But is that what this means? I have a question for you. Is it the will of God that Christians are sick? That has been debated. Some have said, no, if you really are in the will of God, you won't get sick. And then they get sick. Paul names two of his fellow laborers who had been sick, Epaphroditus, who was sick near to death, Paul said, and Trophimus, whom Paul left in Miletus sick. That was what Paul said. He had some companions who were sick, so healings. Thirdly, in the area of ministering, first it says working of miracles, supernatural interventions. Now, those who are strict naturalists do not believe that there can be variation in the laws of nature. But that is exactly what a miracle is, a supernatural intervention in the laws of nature. It is a reordering of the regular procedures. We must understand that from that standpoint. Then he says prophecy to another prophecy. Likely what he means here is exhortation rather than prediction, though that is not necessarily ruled out. But probably more emphasis should be laid on the exhortation of the congregation. Then, discerning of spirits, testing what is genuinely true. My friend, I believe this is one of the most essential gifts we need today. I have said that for a number of years. We need discernment today. I believe above everything else, in view of the various and sundry ideas coming across to us. Then he concludes with various kinds of tongues, not necessarily ecstatic tongues. Some are endowed with ability. Now, friend, I had some experience in college teaching Greek, New Testament Greek, for some years. Some of my students had a gift to understand and to master a foreign language. Some did not. The main problem was, if you could listen and reproduce sound, you could learn a foreign language. Some have gifts like that. And the interpretation of tongues. I will enlarge on this in chapter 14, where the apostle takes this up with some length. Various kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. All are controlled by the self-same spirit. Look at verse 11 and listen again. For all these worketh that one and self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. These many gifts show the vitality of the Spirit, but all for the welfare of the body. By these considerations we understand the breadth and depth of the ministry of the Spirit in the community of believers, the essentiality of the Spirit. Through Him we confess Jesus as Lord, the centrality of the Spirit, the same Spirit, Lord and God, act in the church. The vitality of the Spirit, distributing those many gifts as needed individually as He wills. 
Amen. Now join me in prayer. O God, we thank thee again for thy wisdom. Marvelous to have made it so clear that we can understand, Father. And I pray that the Spirit of God, of whom we have been talking, may now give us wisdom and knowledge. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Yoder. My friend, you've just heard the final part of this two-part message, The Ministry of the Spirit, taken from the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Now, perhaps you were not able to join us for the program last week, and you missed the first part of this message. But you don't need to miss it completely, because if you write to me, I'll send you a copy of this complete message in print. When I do, I'll include all the other messages from this series. They're all bound in a paperback book called Glory in the Lord. And all you need to do is write and ask for a copy. The title of the book, again, is Glory in the Lord. And here's our mailing address. Hope for Today, Post Office Box 3, Breezewood, Pennsylvania, 15533. Or go to our website at www.heraldsofhope.org and send us your request by the email link that's there. You may have questions about what you heard today, and if you do, we'd be glad to know what they are. So write to us. We'd be happy for the opportunity to answer your questions using God's Word as the foundation for our answers. Once again, our mailing address is Hope for Today, Post Office Box 3, Breezewood, Pennsylvania, 15533 and the web address, www.heraldsofhope.org. Remember, the title of the book is Glory in the Lord. And when you write, ask for the book. And I hope you'll join me next week as we continue our study in 1 Corinthians. Until then, keep looking for that blessed hope.